I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. My dinner was so good. We went to this Japanese restaurant and I got, I'm basic, I got spicy takatsu and then, well, let me backtrack, let me backtrack. We got for appetizer, we got simai, uh, which is kind of interesting. It was like shrimp simai at a Japanese restaurant. And then we also got the taco yak, takoyaki. Oh, I love takoyaki. Oh, uh, it hits. God. I'm not gonna lie though. There's not a lot of places in Boston that do takoyaki, which makes me really sad. And I don't know if it's like an availability thing or like, yeah. or like it's hard to make or something. In Boston, is there like a large, uh, not Vietnamese, but like a large Asian community? There is, but I don't know. Like something about the food scene. Like I can't say it's like, for example, as good as like New York or like Seattle or LA. <laughs> I've heard that food is really good in like. Houston and like yeah. Austin, Austin. Oh my god. Yes, though. yes. So Houston, we have a large Vietnamese community. Was that me? Oh, it is me. Um, we have a large Vietnamese community, and the food here is just so good. Vietnamese Cajun crawfish, so good. If y'all love crawfish, please come to Houston. I'm gonna say the most controversial thing on this podcast. I think Houston has the best crawfish in the world. Oh, hey, the world. I'm Wait, even get... West Coast. I've had it in the West Coast, and I thought it was amazing. Mm, we're better. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never been to Texas, but I don't know if I shared this other connection I have. But I literally like, like my like half my friend group is from San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> I visited. I visited San Antonio for the first time in like thirteen years, thirteen fifteen years, this past Christmas to visit my BF. And I, I only stayed in, in San Antonio for, I think, three or four days. And whenever I travel to another city, even if it's in Texas, I try to make an itinerary and make the most of that trip. So I plan everything back to back, visiting museums, visiting parks, um, if there are like um, any hiking spots and whatnot. And girl, let me tell you, San Antonio for four days that schedule was not packing. Like there was there's <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> I'm sorry to my San Antonians, but there is nothing to do. We visited this really nice science slash history museum. I forgot what it's called, um, but it was really nice. It was very interactive. And then we also visited, um, we couldn't visit the art museum. I forgot why. And then we visited this small um, Jewish museum, which is really, really nice. What else did we do? Oh, we visited the the san antonio zoo lights that was that was really nice mm-hmm. that was really nice and then the river walk oh and then the alamo oh my gosh as a texan i failed because i did not remember the alamo oh my gosh remember the alamo yeah there's just those were like the only things that were exciting there was nothing else to do in san antonio that's so funny yeah my like my friends um actually one of my friends allison is actually in san antonio wait right now. allison She's who visiting. last name oh wait I- We'll have, we can talk about this offline, probably. I don't know if she wants you to name drop her uh, like it's, that. I'll, I'll bleep, I'll bleep Okay, her okay. Out. Allison. <gasps> um, wait, are you serious? Allison. Yes. Wait, 
what i yes i know her i know her are we talking about the same chick i feel like that's yes <laughs> wait okay describe her describe her like b- like she's blonde now but i know that yeah. she's a natural brunette yes. no fucking way yeah okay now i'm messing with you i don't know who she no. is no oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you used your acting skills on me i think i did the same thing to ev- on episode two or three or something <laughs> i do that to everyone whenever someone's like oh yeah i know or you don't know blah 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 but uh, I'm like, just try me. What's their name? You know, well, like the craziest thing is like from going to BU, like, I don't know why, but there's so many Texans that go to BU, but like, Real? Oh yeah, world, that's true. That's true. The world is so small. And I just discovered this in college and I would just have random connections with people that I had no idea were connected to each other. But anyway, yeah. One of my friends is in San Antonio right now. And she, I asked her, I was like, Oh, actually I've never asked about your hometown that much. Like she's like, good. Don't ask about it. <laughs> She was like, she, I was, I was like, is, I was like, is it urban? Is it suburban? Like, how would you describe? It? She goes, it's you know, boring. Like, it's, it's suburban. It's a city. It's in Texas. It's a city. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think the. Did I even try any food? No, I was told to not like try the the Tex Mex there. That's oh, what I was told. Really, the Tex Mex in Houston is so good. Austin, it's a little gentrified. So. Oh, okay. That's like the kind. That's the kind of Mexican food that we have here. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's gotcha, definitely gotcha, gentrified yeah. not like super authentic but yeah like but one of my friends was throwing around the idea of going to texas for like july 4th this year i don't know <laughs> if it's still happening or not but because i don't think any official plans have been made yet but pending if i do end up coming to texas um if you come to houston uh, please 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 give me a heads up so that i can obs plan my experiments around and then give you a little tour of houston Yes, I would love that. There's so much to do in Houston. Well, I say that, but I'm like right now, I'm just like, I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to move into the city. But there's there's a lot to do in Houston. There's uh, the museum district. There is the medical center. Uh, well, I mean, you can't do anything in the medical center, but it's, it's nice because it's very reminiscent of kind of like campus life for me, at least in Austin. There's a, there are a lot of great gardens <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom my mom loves gardens okay so uh i every time i'm like looking at a new city especially when i'm traveling with my family i try to find gardens because i know that my mom would want to go to them with my brother we try to find like hiking spots in houston oh and the food is so good chinatown mm, so good so, That's good so wholesome oh my gosh like well i guess houston i'm thinking is a very large and spread out city whereas like boston's very like small and congested so mm, I'm just thinking mm. geographically, like, yeah, that would make sense. You guys have a lot of like different yeah. types of activities where I feel like it's, I don't know, Boston's kind of like limited because it's so small. I've um, been told, but I feel like it's also very historic, right? Yeah, it is. But maybe just because I've lived here for forever, like whenever someone goes off about like, I don't know, the Boston massacre or oh, something like thinking, pilgrims come on, and Boston stuff. Tea Party. I was yeah. thinking about that. Like, like, are there like, are there like, I don't know, like plaques and like, this is a spot where this is the, the area where they spilled the tea, not spilled the yeah. tea. Well, I mean, I guess, yes, I guess they did spill the tea, didn't they? Huh? They wow. Did. I know. I'm a true American. I know. I'm a founding father. Like yeah. I live in the place where people start spilling tea. Day I'm long. a founding daddy. <laughs> Imagine though. Okay. Um, I'm kind of mad that we started calling them. Like, I don't know why, but. Why do we start calling them founding fathers? I don't know. I idea. say peti- let's go back petition to rewrite the books and call them founding daddies. <laughs> not even daddies, not with a D, but with a Z. Founding daddies. That's like funny. that. Do you listen to Call Her Daddy podcast? No, but you are the third person to like ever mention it. I have only listened to like a handful of episodes, mostly when like the drama of that podcast was going down um, mm-hmm. at the time. But yeah, I don't know. Not my not my personal style, but like mad respect. Not your cup of tea. Ladies. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's like raunchy a little bit. Not that I'm a prude or anything, but it can be a bit much for like wow. my like 8 a.m. commute. Prude. You're, wow. Your you're prude and raunch shaming. Wow. <laughs> I mean, go get you some girl, but you know, you know, it's just like not what I want to listen to. Like, um when i'm like you know at the computer with my coworkers like surrounding me but anyway anyway okay yeah we got okay so we literally went off on a tangent on a tangent i really want to continue our conversation that at this point last week's episode 
or I guess what we talked about a couple hours ago would be our last week's episode. That's the idea. That's the plan, at least. And so uh, maybe we should backtrack a bit. Backtrack. Maybe like give like a little um, like a little preview. Like last oh, on last week's yeah. episode, we talked about that. Dip and death drop. You know. Also, oh my gosh! Like, I think I saw in your story that you like auditioned for like, a Ryan's World part or something. My okay. <laughs> cousin's child is like obsessed with Ryan's World. I and that's why I'm familiar with it. But <laughs> okay, okay, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Okay, so what really blows my mind, what really like gags me, is that yeah, I post a lot of stuff on the internet, and it never hits me that like yes, like there are real people on the internet obs but it just it doesn't hit me that like when i'm posting stuff out there like i'm just thinking like these are just like robots viewing my stories i don't know you know like it it doesn't hit me until like what you just did when people bring up like oh um you audition for ryan's word i'm like oh my god like whoa (laughs) i know i know too much i'm like a stalker (laughs) no not no not that it's just like wow there are this is real life like i don't know that's not that sounds stupid like of course it's real yeah. life also like you know i do mean? have to disclaim that like all my friends say this about me like i like have a really good memory if you tell me something i usually remember it mm. and I've got give problems. me that i need that right now i need that power i need that power <laughs> I, give it that, to me that came in handy when um you know studying bio and stuff obviously it's like mostly memorization but anyway mm-hmm. like yeah, and I just remember facts about people. So that's why I like, yeah, I remember some random tidbits and such. Like people that are always very impressive. Amazed. But like, yeah, I had a recently had a similar experience where like I met this um woman who's just like the CEO of this like fitness app. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, I had no idea that she was like following me and like um looking at my stories like carefully and stuff. And she was like, Oh my gosh, like something you posted the other was so funny. And she like literally like said like my exact caption and the exact gif i used and she was like it was so funny and i felt the same way i was like oh my gosh like i'm so flattered that you remembered like my little like complaint i was like complaining about like the freaking like public transit like the subways in boston Mm. or something because yeah it was like shut down or something and i just thought it was cool i was like oh my god i feel so (laughs) honored thank you once again we share a lot of the same i feel like we from our previous episode, we talked about how we shared the same journeys and now we're sharing the same feelings. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Let's, let's do a little recap from last week's episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not gonna like derail the conversation every time we we segue, but okay. So (laughs) last episode, I was just telling the story of how I had kind of a bad coworker experience and yeah, like my coworker basically abandoned our lab in the mm-hmm. beginning of COVID, the first chance he could possibly take yeah. because um, basically he was engaged to someone who is not a citizen of the United States. And basically she kind of was having visa troubles and it was kind of like a traumatic experience of getting held up by TSA and he wanted to be with her to support her or whatever. Yeah, at this point he had already taken like a month off basically. And I was at that point like running like, 100% of the daily mm-hmm, lab operations mm-hmm. on the wet lab side at least mm-hmm. um, not to disrespect my friends on the you know clinical research <laughs> coordinator side they they hustle hard okay yeah they yeah. were still there helping me out when they could or things that they could help me out with but yeah I was running most of the daily operations at that point I got to the point where like basically after he came back and like all the stuff went down he asked my PI for permission to take three months off and they kind of like take a leave of leave of absence and this was about the same week that the country was about to shut down and i believe like by the end of that week my institution just said yeah like all non-essential employees like do not come in like Mm -hmm. research labs like do what you need to do with your mice and like whatever whatever like shut it down because you're like like indefinitely we're shutting down um Mm -hmm. and so I explained that I had gotten sick that Wednesday before they announced anything. And I was kind of like plotting my way to figure out like how to confront this issue with my PI. And then so the following Tuesday, we had a lab meeting planned. And Mm -hmm. at about 1 a.m. that day or slash night, 
we get an email. And I actually want to correct myself from the last yeah. podcast because I yeah. actually, after we hung up, I was like playing back the trauma in my mind and like remembering mm-hmm. details. Actually, I remember what the email said. It said something like, so I booked a flight for tomorrow to go to Brazil. I might not make lab meeting because I'm going to be at the airport. <laughs> and wow. so I had no like expectation that he was going to make this lab meeting basically. And I was like, yeah. this is like my time to say something basically. Mm-hmm. And the next day we join this Zoom call. And like, honestly, at this point, I had only heard of Zoom from like my friends who working like working like nine to five corporate jobs. Like I'd never yeah. really used Zoom. Like I didn't really know. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Same here. Right. It's the but culture now, shock. Now, yeah. Right now, Zoom is like Google Chrome to us now. Like everyone knows yeah. what it is. Seriously, it's like the AIM of like the early 2000s. Oh my, a, oh my God. Do you remember your AIM username? I do. I do. Actually, mine wasn't really that crazy. Oh, but what, what is it? What is it? It was Carol K249. And literally the numbers mean nothing. I asked my best <laughs> friend, like, what numbers should I use? And she was just like, use these numbers. But yeah, I didn't have anything crazy. I, I guess that makes me kind of boring. I know everyone has funny ones like, like emo XOOO love. Mine was... Okay, I if I made my my aim when I was I want to say I was like in second or third grade. So this is like 2002, 2003. And my friends are like it'll be cool if you're like I don't know why we love using the word like lil, like little, but yes, lil. Yes. We'll be a little whatever and then oh my God. I guess because I'm like I'm like really short. I've been short like my entire life. I'm short king. So my friends are just like you should be named like Lil Boy D. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds so slay. I mean, I mean, I wasn't out yet. So that sounds so slay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. What, oh what's, what's, what's the straight equivalent of slay? That dope. Rock. That's, that's, do- dope. that's dope. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how gay I am. Yeah, I was like, that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Like Lil Boy D. Yes. And then my lunch pin number was three four seven six <laughs> and so it was little underscore boy underscore d three four seven six. Oh my god so many characters like oh my goodness and i use little boy d for like everything um <laughs> aim zanga myspace but i think it kind of phased out after mm. after um after probably facebook yeah, yeah. because around the facebook time I changed Lil Boy D three four seven six to Dude It's Darian. I know, really lame. <laughs> and the and the the S in it's is a Z because I'm quirky. I'm quirky. Yeah. Or like, do you remember how people used to abbreviate Asian as Asian? Yes, like yes. little uh, Asian baby. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like, someone's handle. <laughs> yes, yes. Or another thing that we quite often used was like Illy. Illy. I, oh, Illy. That, I think. Yeah, or like I don't know about you guys, you guys as in like your friend group, but my friend group we always said the word illy. Illy, like it just brings me back to like Tumblr days. Yeah. Emo Tumblr. Okay, anyway. Back 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 back. I was just thinking, you know, like to just to disclose like the vibe is so different now. I'm like dimmed my lights and like also I'm not gonna lie, I poured myself a drink because after hours I was like, I'm gonna have to stay awake somehow. I am. I thought I was going to be pooped, but honestly, I was like, I'm very excited to talk to you. After eating dinner, it's very common to grab boba after dinner. Mm-hmm. So grab boba with my lab mates. And then I was like, sorry guys, I gotta go, I gotta go to Costco, grab some gas, rushed home, and then I had to give Helix um well, I didn't really walk him. I just like played. I th- I bought this little like long toy that has a ball, and you could just like throw it. And then you like wave the stick and it throws a ball really, really far. Mm-hmm. And we did that for like uh, 30 minutes, came back and I brushed him down like crazy because I haven't brushed him in two days. I try to brush him every night and then fed him, got on this call. Well, first I answered your email. I wanted to be clear because I was like, OK, like, <laughs> I've already poured myself this drink. Like now, like, yeah, if he's not actually on this call. Am I going to be drunk by the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Zoom call, the Zoom call. Zoom call, um, he'll be a little late because he will be, at, he might be late or he might not make it because he'll be at the airport. Yeah. I mean, he sent this email at 1 a.m. Yes. I did not have much hope that he would make, 
this meeting. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was I was like, okay, I need to muster the courage to like say what I'm going to say. And like, I don't know if people are in the same wave as me, but I just like, I'm not really confrontational person. And I like, mm. don't really like stirring pot. Like I, I don't know if it stems from being an Asian child. Like I always have felt like mm. I have a hard time speaking up for myself anyway, but I was like, mm. I have to be a good girl and do this. So I joined this zoom call. Like I said, I was not really used to like zoom etiquette or like, you know, camera on versus camera off yeah. like what's normal and what's weird and not weird. But right. I, was just like, I'm not really comfortable in this conversation right now. So I'm going to keep my camera off. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it'll make me feel less nervous. Hey, like baby steps. Just having, mustering up the courage to even bring the story out. You're making huge strides already. Yeah. And like, I also have to like reiterate too, that like, I just felt like at this time, like I had so much built up emotion over Mm -hmm. like everything I've been through. And like, I like honestly the only reason why I got through it for so long is because of my other coworkers who are amazing like our clinical mm-hmm. research coordinators are were like I don't know some of the best like coworkers I've ever had and mm-hmm. they all encouraged me like from day one to say something it was just my you know my thing where like I just was like scared to say something holy shit like I went through the same exact process I don't know about you but for me for a long time I just kept telling myself like it's okay it's going to get better I don't want to like stir the pot. I'll just keep quiet and really hope that things do get better by itself. I tried to remain optimistic, but there's only so long where you can try to like keep your head up high while you're drowning, you know? Yeah, seriously. And so like, I joined like this lab meeting and it was my PI, our senior lab person, which like the background on this dude is like, he was a postdoc with my PI, but he basically stayed around to like consult on like experiments and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe he was just like, comfortable with where he was um there and anyway but he was very like his role in this is that he was kind of he would kind of like pop in on the wet lab in and out he was never always there again we were not really supervised on the daily basis Mm -hmm. um but he kind of I think like they both I feel like they both felt like they knew something was going on, but they just like didn't know the extent of it, which is like, Mm. you know, on me for not saying it. But anyway, so I hop on the Zoom call. My camera's off. I'm so nervous. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know if um, I'm just going to call him Ben for the remainder of this call. Okay, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Like, I don't I don't know if um, Ben is going to make it to this call because I don't know if you guys saw his email, but, you know, he's like on the way to like Brazil. And I, I then I segue and I'm like, yeah, so I've, you know, before everything went down, like I've been like, kind of like consolidating my like feelings and thoughts on this. And I just want to start off and just say that, like, I was kind of upset that you guys made a decision, (laughs) like a big decision that was going to affect me Mm -hmm. on the wet lab side and like not talk to me about it. Because I don't know if you guys realize, but like, I'm doing all this work by myself (laughs) and like obviously like I I totally understand that he's going through some personal stuff but like this like everything that I've been going through has like you know much predated any of the personal stuff that he's going through right now at this moment and like I just was like not comfortable saying something or like I try to handle this situation personally with him and it and like try to work out scheduling like you know, our Google calendars and whatnot and covering yeah. business with him. But it just like, he doesn't really like respect my time. And like, right. I have to go into like very specific, like they wanted to hear like, you know, very specific instances, you know, mm-hmm. for raising a claim and whatnot. And I was going off the rails being like, yeah, like sometimes he like does, he comes in from 10 to three. There are some days where he'll just like electively say like, oh, I'm going to work from home mm-hmm. today. And yo, this was before covid like think about it like yeah. no universe would a lab technician work from home like what are you doing like is this breaking bad like do you have like a setup in your basement like, what are you talking about you're working from home oh gosh yeah uh, i mean he- the only thing i can think of is like perhaps quantifying data but i'm almost certain that he wasn't doing that right yeah you have to like you know have a lot of like computational biology knowledge to be able to do that not you definitely don't have that i mean like extensive knowledge at his level how did the other lab members feel about ben well they all were trying to encourage me to say something because it affected them too 
It didn't mm. affect them to the extent that it affected me because like whatever he didn't do, they would just pass off to me, but they would just be like, Hey, like check in. They would check in with me and be like, Hey, like, are you okay? Because you're doing a lot of this work yourself. Mm. And they were very aware of the situation. I'm a huge proponent of if you see something is going on, you should say something. And so I think it's good that they, they talk to you to see how you're doing and encouraging to speak with them. Maybe like if you're having trouble doing that, they could have also chimed in a bit or at least like give a nudge to Ben. Like, hey, we see that Carol is, you know, affected by you doing this or she feels a little overwhelmed or stressed out. Um, I just want to check in with you, Ben. Like, is everything okay? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if those conversations actually took place, but that's what I'm thinking. But at the same time, it's like you you don't want to always step in for someone else and try to speak for them because sometimes you don't know what you know what you are going through what ben is going through and sometimes you do have to let those problems work themselves out you know yeah basically what the only way we would talk about it in context is like kind of like what you mentioned earlier like complaining with your coworkers vibe like we never yeah. really spoke out about it like in, in like what's the take action but like i i don't know i feel like maybe you know these our corners like had a lot on their plate like they had mm-hmm. so much responsibility and so maybe it's just like i feel like maybe it just like wasn't really in their bandwidth but also like to reiterate like there was quite a big separation between like wet lab side and clinical side in Mm -hmm. um our lab um because of the whole campuses thing you know like i like sometimes there'd be days where we're just isolated at a different campus than the rest Mm -hmm. of our colleagues because of the whole like wet lab being a different campus thing but but yeah and that made it kind of difficult but anyway backtracking to the conversation at hand like I remember just like yeah like spewing all these things and like I like would tell them like yeah like he like works from home some days and like it doesn't even make sense like I don't know why I get like roped into doing stuff just because he doesn't feel like coming in like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of insane and I also told them the story that like this one time he came in at like 10 like almost 11 in the morning and mm-hmm. he, I was like oh like hi how are you how was your weekend whatever he goes he he looks stressed and he's like oh I Carol like I think I like lost my wallet sometime between like yesterday and today and I look at him and this day was kind of important because it was like a day that we were moving one of our instruments from one campus to the other campus and yeah. it's an expensive piece of equipment he right because at the time he was a lab manager I already know what you're gonna say but just go for it he looks at me and he goes, he goes, um, so I've, I got to go. I'm going to go look for my wallet. And he happened to have been in my hometown, actually. And like mm-hmm. he, he said that he went to a dentist appointment or something. And that's where he suspects like he dropped his wallet on the street. And I was like, mm-hmm. boy, if you're in my hometown and you drop mm-hmm. your wallet, that thing is long gone. OK, there's like no driving around. It's been a day, right? Like there's no driving yeah. around looking for a wallet. Like when you lose a wallet, like the common sense thing mm-hmm. is. Like why don't you just call cards? but if he thinks he lost at the dentist's office why won't he give them a call and be like hey did you find a wallet for ben whatever whatever you know yeah that's so true i didn't actually think of that that's so true it had been a day and like at that point mm-hmm. you have to like it's just own up to the fact that it's lost and like just do damage control like a normal yeah. person would be like let me cancel my credit cards let me report it lost but like i have to carry on with my life like i can't just drive around aimlessly looking for my lonely wallet on the street exactly yeah it's, it's crazy but what <laughs> he literally like like left and he he i asked him like hey like what are you gonna do about this mm-hmm. instrument getting moved he was like oh yeah like, like i talked to the guy and he's just gonna do it himself basically like my institute my institution had like a mm-hmm. um maintenance we had like a maintenance department that like would do yeah. stuff like this for us but i had like just told him like you should like supervise still though because you don't know that they're not gonna like drop yeah. it or like miss mess up the calibrations on this particular instrument blah 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 but, you know, it was just like, clearly, like, it's just one of those things that's like a little detail, but if you were someone that really prioritizes your, your work, like you mm-hmm. wouldn't let anyone just move stuff for you. But anyway, yeah. so then he go, he leaves and the next day he comes in, he goes, guess where my wallet was when I got home. I was oh, like, no. where his mailbox? I'm like, I told you like, Wait, wait, someone returned it for him. Yes, yeah, but that's like the best case scenario, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, like, only two options if you lose a wallet is like someone steals your shit or someone, a yeah. Samaritan, finds it and returns it to you. Yeah, that's literally the two options. That's it. There's nothing you can do. So I told them the story and they were just like flabbergasted. And then all of a sudden, I like my PI goes, 
hey, Ben, are you there? Because <laughs> at that time, I had no idea that someone could just hop on a call. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh gag. Gagatrandra. Yes, yeah, I have been going on for like Gag. 15, 20 minutes at this point, Gagatrandra. right? Gagatrandra. <laughs> Gagaroni. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Well, I mean, okay. at the same time, I think it, it is very important that that happened. Let's say, you know, from Ben's perspective, let's give him benefit of the doubt that he genuinely, maybe he's just oblivious and he genuinely did not know how you were feeling. I'm not justifying his behavior. Like it definitely the things that he did were annoying and it pissed you off, but maybe he really didn't understand how you felt and he didn't understand the extent of his actions. And so maybe this is what he needed to hear, like a little like slap in the face so that he realized like, oh, damn, the stuff that I did made my coworker upset. And then it allows him to like reflect and learn from his mistakes. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. And like to reiterate, I also I was like, like my voice was shaking. Like my my I like I sounded like I'd been crying. Like actually no, I think I did cry in this fucking Zoom call. (laughs) Which like is a little bit embarrassing to me because I'm like kind of a crier in conflict. But like I was just like so emotional. I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe that I'm tattletailing on my coworker. I won't say it's not it's not tattletailing. It's issues that have been unresolvable for a couple of months and Definitely, I think you should have said something from the from the get-go so that your coworker would realize what he's doing is, is wrong. I think it's fine. You have to go through these, these things in life so that you learn to build boundaries and you learn to step up and be more confrontational. Everything in life isn't going to be smooth and you have to go through these, these little road bumps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, it was crazy because like, I kid you not, the second my PI said that he was in the call, mm-hmm. I like my heart stopped. I was like, oh my gosh, like he knows that I said this stuff about him. But then like literally Ben didn't like respond, mm-hmm. but we could see that he was in the call and basically my PI kicked him off the call mm-hmm. and removed him. And he was like, I'm so sorry that, you know, Ben just joined. Um, You might have heard a little bit of that, but like mm-hmm. at this point, like it doesn't matter to me like that he heard it or whatever, mm-hmm. but clearly like we're sorry like we had no idea like the extent of the situation like if i'm being honest like yeah there have been some questions like questions about that's good that is good i'm happy to hear that because i've heard stories where the pi whoever would victim blame would be yeah. like, well why why did you let that happen i think what your pi said was a really good response and i'm happy that they were able to take it very well yeah and like they could tell I was emotional and they felt so bad and they and like they were like okay like we're gonna like set up a, like a call with him and like mm-hmm. like and and talk to him and figure it figure it out and basically over the course of the next like two weeks like I would meet with them and like continue this conversation with them I would reiterate being like yeah, I just don't see how this is going to work if so-and-so is in another country. And this is like the point where like, you remember like there were grounding flights or not allowing like flights between countries anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was stuck in another country completely. And, and I, I'm like, sure they have to like, they would have to get quarantined for like two weeks. Yeah. I think they were just implementing that policy too. Not really smart of him to, to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you remember, like it was absolutely mayhem at that time to be like traveling and being stuck in another country. Like, it, it was crazy mm-hmm. and but like yeah and like in those calls that I had with them after like the initial one I had to reiterate to them I was like like listen if any we work in research obviously we have like a lot of responsibility but think about it like would anyone with a full-time job just leave the country if they cared about their job mm-hmm. if the whole world shut down like he doesn't care about working here like mm-hmm. and I had to point that out to them I was like and he like hasn't shown it he, that he's cared in a very long time unfortunately and basically after I spoke with them a final time about this issue they like basically decided to like let him go mm-hmm. um and then, so they had like the zoom call with him and like basically they reported it to me like they were like yeah we told him we had to let him go and we had a very serious talk with him and he like owned up to his mistakes and like I know I effed up and but like they also felt like he was kind of trying to save his job a little bit, but oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but basically they said like, oh, like we don't want to like hurt your future down the line. Cause honestly, like my PI is such a nice guy. Like he was like, oh, like Ben is just a, like, he's like 25 and young. And th-. I'm like, okay, uh, homeboy cannot handle responsibility, but whatever. Like, let's just whatever. Okay. But 
um he you know is really a forgiving person and basically he was like I'm not going to penalize you or like not write you a reference ever but like I can't recommend you for any role that's like not without supervision unfortunately like I can't do that with good conscience as well hey so I I like that okay wow that's a good reply actually like your PI is obviously not going to say anything bad about Ben but is still wanting to help Ben with his career yeah to some extent to some extent so I I like that actually wow yeah like reiterate yeah up top I think my PA is a good person like it's just like his management style unfortunately Mm -hmm. like you know created a monster essentially because he was so hands-off he's not a micromanager Mm -hmm. he really trusted Mm -hmm. trusts the people like the youngins that work with him especially like 20 something year olds like that's kind of commendable um but unfortunately when you're too nice people you know take advantage like we've covered and it's you know not ideal um and like you know he would say this all the time my pi he would be like no news is good news and i had to look at him in the face and be like bro (laughs) no no news is good news i'm trying to interpret like what is what does he mean by that statement like Like, he would assume that if he doesn't hear anything bad that everything was fine (laughs) you know because that's what that's what the way it was before I guess that's the same thing as like ignorant is bliss. Yeah. Or like if I don't know what's going on, then that's well, okay. That's good. Yeah. Like, like I kind of think of it as like, you know, like if you had a bad experience at a restaurant, you're more likely to write a review on Yelp, right? Whereas oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would say that's kind of like what I like. I think what he meant by that. But mm. yeah, like I like I mentioned in the last podcast, the previous lab manager had been there for five years. So he was just used to like him handling everything and nothing ever mm-hmm. going astray. And basically, like, I mean, when, you know, shit started hitting the fan, like, I just handled things. And so, like, nothing ever seemed like it was wrong from, mm. like, a, like, a work perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things wrong with the fact that work wasn't being shared between, you know, yeah, yeah. two people. <laughs> oh, I guess, like, one other part of the story that I'll just end off with, with, like, he ended up making also a stupid mistake of taking his work laptop with him to brazil and so uh, like did he ever return it or he did but like it was such a long process and he had to mail it back basically but like basically my institution big institution they do not take traveling with the work product very lightly so it was kind of like not good that he did that and like there's like a ton of rules actually laws mm-hmm. i don't know if you know this like fbi type of laws about oh. traveling with work product and like especially like research stuff you know what i'm saying like not good. i did not know that <laughs> yeah, yeah. well i guess he got what he deserved you know i i learned this one saying and i really like this saying the trash will take itself out Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, maybe from his perspective, this is like the reality check. Oh, damn. I need to get my shit together because I just got fired. <laughs> yeah, like I got fired because of me being irresponsible, me bringing this work laptop. Maybe best case scenario is like his life just goes uphill and he learns from these moments. So I really I just hope the best for him. And it's it sucks that you had to go through that. But I think really like the silver lining of this is, you know, you also learn to deal in the future knock on wood that you don't have to deal with someone like him again but if you do like you'll know how to kind of approach it and you've learned to lay like boundaries and you'll know how to be a bit more confrontational i think like you and i are very similar well except i i'm a bit more confrontational but i'm a people pleaser Mm -hmm. when i say something on my mind i will like loki kind of sugarcoat it but also bring it up to that person's attention but i learned how to do it in a very careful way And these are the three things that I've learned. And I think the way that you approached uh, your PI is actually very smart. One of my previous colleagues told me to never say you did this or they did this to me. Refrain from saying that and say, I feel this way. I'm a bit upset because X, Y, and Z. State what you see. So I see that Ben has been doing X, Y, and Z. And I've been doing more work. I've been doing this. And then the second thing is say how you feel because of what you see, say how you feel. And then I feel upset. I feel overwhelmed. I feel overworked. I think it's a little bit unfair. And then third thing is say what you want. Um, I think moving forward, I would like for Ben to do half the responsibility and then I'll do the other half. So y'all learn like those three things. You will go far in life. Say what you see, say what you feel, and then say what you want. Just that honesty and just being transparent will really get you far in life. But Carol, oh my gosh, this has been such a wonderful day talking to you. I got, for those that don't know, I talked to Carol twice today. This is our second time recording. The first recording will be last week's episode. And then this recording will be obviously this week's episode. So two separate weeks. So you guys get two weeks of Carol, Carol Lamb. All right, before we end the podcast, Carol, do you have any advice for our listeners? Yes. So I have two pieces of advice. Slay. Um, that rocks. <laughs> I actually, I can't take credit for this because I didn't come up with this. It was um, wow, a plagiarism. Specific, <laughs> specific TikToker called um, a specific TikToker named Your Rich BFF. And she kind of like does like finance stuff, but whatever. Her content, uh-huh. her content is applicable across the board. But anyway, she posted something maybe like last week that really stuck with me. And it said like, something to the effect of um you should always be kind but you don't always have to be nice and she went to detail she said being kind is letting your your boss or your coworkers mm-hmm. know that you're going on vacation ahead of time being nice is never going on vacation because you feel guilty and you don't want to put mm. your coworkers or boss in that position but that's yeah. not your responsibility and so i feel like that's a good like summary of like my experience um working my first year um, as a research tech, like I said, it was an up and down battle, like working in COVID. And I don't think I mentioned that covered a little bit of this, but like, yeah, basically since he was stuck, like I worked like half of COVID by myself basically. And it was Mm. an insane time because of like the staffing restrictions. I was basically, there were some days where I was the only person Mm -hmm. in across the board, like, like between wet lab and between like clinical staff, I was kind of like mm-hmm. doing things outside of my job description because of that. Yeah. But anyway, so I put myself in that position though because I didn't say anything way before I should have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so just to reiterate, if you know something's going on and you're, it's like you're put in a specific position where you have to like light yourself on fire to keep other people warm, like that's not worth it to you. And oh, like that's oh, that's a good analogy, <laughs> right? Okay. I, I definitely stole that too from someone, but, <laughs> but you should just never put yourself in the position where you're going to hurt yourself just for the sake mm-hmm. of other people. And it's hard, but yeah, like I feel like I totally relate to that. And that's like, you know, something that I'm still working on personally and it's an mm-hmm. ongoing thing. Yeah. But my other piece of advice, yeah, I literally thought of it as I was like 
taking a nap before getting on this call. <laughs> and, and now it's like, I forgot. Shit, I had a good one. What was it? Oh, yeah. Like, I guess I didn't really go into what I'm doing now. But like, mm-hmm. basically, I ended up leaving my research tech job because yeah. basically, I like I mentioned to you before, I was basically the unofficial lab manager for my yeah. lab and not getting paid for that work, unfortunately. And like, even though it was just a few tasks, it slowly became like the majority of my job. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I just had to be really honest with myself and be like, do I see myself like having a career as a lab manager? Honestly, mm-hmm. no. That's good. That's actually really good to think about how what you're doing now and does that benefit? Will that benefit you and your long term goal? And if you're yeah. able to recognize that and be what's the word? Um, proactive, I guess. Yeah. And like, basically, I was up they were trying to, my PI was trying to promote me to be a lab manager. And my whole tidbit about like how HR sucks is basically HR like has been in the process of making a lab manager role within individual labs because of like, I, like I said, like there's, I'm sure there's other labs mm-hmm. that were facing the same issues and people not being really happy with their title and like getting compensated for their work anyway. Mm-hmm. But apparently they were trying to make it equal across the board and basically the only reason why I wasn't able to get promoted is because I didn't have seven years of experience, which I think that's kind of a lot of experience to be a lab manager. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, do you know what the salary of a lab manager at your institution? I, your, your... I have no idea, but like, I know that my bottom line asked, cause I knew that I didn't have the years of requirement. Like I asked for like 65 K and like, I don't think that's like a lot, like that's not a lot at all. <laughs> A lab manager that has a little that level of experience should at least be making 75k in Boston to like live a, with like a livable wage mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was like hard because it was back and forth. And at this point, like I I like invested a lot of time, whatever, into this lab. I was like, do I stay? Do I not? And like I also didn't share my whole like I also took the MCAT. <laughs> Bro, same here. Um, we sometimes. talked about this, right? Yeah, we did yes, we, 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 did. we talked about this last week. Like basically I took the MCAT and I like was kind of the same as you was like I was like like I could like go with the score like it wasn't horrible but it wasn't great I was like I could I could take it again whatever but then like I after I got my score back like I truly felt nothing like I wasn't I didn't feel accomplished I didn't feel disappointed I didn't feel anything and I feel like that was a huge indicator that like this is just like not what like I'm passionate about yeah yeah unfortunately um it's tough because like i do i am i am like a huge nerd and i love science and i love reading about it like learning about it i'm like like, trivia queen i love random science facts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but like just because you had that like that's like an interest doesn't mean that it's like what you're meant to do anyway i remember now it's actually advice i got from a physician because like i guess like the one good thing about working in institution is like i work with so many of like you know the smartest people in the fucking country right and like mm-hmm. they all had such like value advice and i actually got this advice from a physician and they said like i i like i said i was going back and forth about the md thing phd thing like should i go to med school or not like what do i do with my life and they said to me you know realistically carol at a job you really like you can only really enjoy 80 percent of that job and that other 20% you might really hate, but mm. 80% is pretty good. Right. But mm-hmm. I can tell you this, if you're not enjoying your day-to-day life, 80% of the time, that job isn't worth it to you. Um, and that's like, like also something that's been holding me back on like doing content creating or taking it as seriously. I don't know how you, you create such good content on such like a time crunch. Like I don't, I don't have that type of balance. Maybe we could talk about it like off offline sometime, but I like I don't have the bandwidth to do that at my full-time job, but I don't know if I mentioned this. I ended up um, taking a job in market research um, mm. for a biotech company. So I'm like, kind that's of, cool. That's yeah. so neat. Right. You're, you're so using your science background and you're like dipping your toes into another field. Yeah. Like it's kind of adjacent to marketing or like adjacent to like, you know, the business world or whatever. Yeah. But um, I get to still use my science knowledge, like you mentioned. And I work, I mean, basically my job is like, researching a ton of like um cell therapy companies um and like gene therapy and that kind of thing and like finding out if they would be good clients for the company I work for and things like that the research I'm doing is gene therapy so uh, hey. nudge, nudge. 
know, <laughs> 10 years from now, I'll be like, actually, I just, the goal is to publish several papers. I'll be like, I published several papers and I have a company now and uh, let's work together. Can yeah, you imagine? The- <laughs> Could you imagine? Maybe we can like have a follow-up call like after oh. I've like settled up, settled that down in this job a little more. Cause like this is literally like my second week or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I don't have like a full opinion on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm still figuring out. I'm still figuring out how to use African teams. Okay. I'm not a teams person. Personally. Same here. <laughs> I just got used to zoom and then some of my other meetings are on Google meet and it's like, teams teams it's like the internet explorer of google chrome yeah so that's my tidbit of advice for people just like truly like i mean it's so cheesy like follow your passion but like truly like life's already so much work you might as well Mm -hmm. do something you enjoy and i feel like i've given value advice that's all i have to say (laughs) this also kind of ties in with the everything everywhere all at once if you don't want to hear a spoiler not a spoiler, but if you don't want to hear the main message of the movie, please skip about 30 seconds ahead. Okay. I'll just pause. <laughs> I'll pause. So you have time to skip. You have time to take your gloves off, grab your phone, and press skip. Okay. Okay. So I feel like that aligns with the main message of everything, everywhere, all at once. Just be nice to everyone, and nothing matters. We are just a small speck of dust on a planet. Mm-hmm. In a large solar system, our problems are so meaningless. So that's my little tidbit. All right, Carol, if my listeners, if my listeners want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, I guess the best places to follow me is on Instagram and TikTok. My username is the same on both. It's Carol, K-L-M. And I, I post about, you know, fashion, beauty, mm. like life vlogs. I know, like total departure. She's like versatile. what we talked about. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate a follow. You guys, like <laughs> anything I talk about, um, you, you want to see more of my quirky personality in real time. Guys, please, please, please look at her Instagram. It is like so aesthetically pleasing. And it's just like aesthetically, it's consistent. If you scroll all the way down, like it just like all looks the same, like in a good way. Like, thank you. Thank you. I <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I it, like it's the, the, your photography skills like shine through mm, chef's kiss. So, yes, everyone, please, please, please follow Carol. She's amazing. And I really enjoy this podcast with you. I'm bad at ending these episodes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope all y'all have a great day. Alrighty, bye guys. Or no, bye y'all. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. That was so cute. Oh my god. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.